When it comes to the plant-based eating debate, there's more to consider than just healthy or unhealthy. Of course, we want to eat things that make us feel good and generate energy to keep us going, but there's also a major environmental component that drives a lot of people to a plant-focused diet. But you don't have to give up some of your faves entirely. Impossible Foods makes meat from plants. They're solving the meat problem with more meat. By creating delicious meat from plants that's better for you and the planet, Impossible lets you enjoy some of your favorite meaty products with a plant-based twist. Ground beef, homestyle meatballs, sausage patties, all made from plants. And that's just a few of their delicious and versatile options. No more tension between craving meat but not wanting to eat so much of it or sacrificing your carnivorous faves for your health. Indulge in nutrient-packed, plant-based goodness and feel good doing it. Check out impossiblefoods.com to see how you can help solve the meat problem with more meat. That's I-M-P-O-S-S-I-B-L-E-F-O-O-D-S.com. Betches Media presents. If you feel depressed and if you feel anxious and you feel confused, you know what? Welcome to the club. Gazpacho police. Oh my God. What a stupid son of a bitch. He believes that it's a woman's right, it's a woman's body, and it's her choice. The Betches Sup Podcast. Sayonara, sucker. Hello, I'm Amanda Duberman. I'm Sammy Sage. I'm Millie Tamaras. And this is the Betches Sup Podcast for C-SPAM the group chat to help you process and laugh at the biggest topics in U.S. news and politics. Sammy and I have handed the Europe baton off to Elise today. Millie, are you next? You gotta be next. I feel you gotta like fuck I gotta off. go. I gotta go. Europe's the hottest spot. <laughs> I know. The whole thing. The whole continent. The whole country of Europe. Millie, if you're not out next week, and then Caitlin the following. <laughs> Caitlin is I out know. too. I don't know what she's doing. I don't know. She, she usually takes her birthday, but I don't think it's this. I think she's just... Maybe she's maybe she's off off abroad too. But you know, it really couldn't be a better like series of weeks to to leave the country. I'd recommend it. Yeah. Uh now yeah, now I feel like I need a Euro trip. Well, you were there famously right before the pandemic. Famously began. in March 2020, travel ban was on March 13th from Europe. Millie came back March eleventh. 2020 iconic iconic behavior iconic behavior i was thinking of you because of all the mopeds and i was like i cannot believe that this chick rides a moped in new york city in new york city to see the day it's honestly really selfish because if something happened to you who would i have to host the podcast four other people who are all in europe (laughs) (laughs) um no i have like hit by mopeds i like that we're covering different countries too yes um that is Yeah, everyone's covering different countries. Listen, I've been all over up and down South America. So y'all need to get on my tip because the dollar goes far there. I know. (laughs) I I know. Yesterday I was Googling like, where is the dollar worth a lot? Like, (laughs) honestly, I would love to. I really want to go to um, Costa Rica or like Belize. I feel like that would be. I'm trying to go go to both of those. Yeah. yeah, I haven't gotten there, but love it. Love, Co- yeah, Colombia is great. Um, but he really do, wants know? to go to Colombia. He's like, please, can we go to Colombia? I'm like, oh, I went Columbia for a bachelorette party. I have a very my so my memories are very like bachelorette related. Uh-huh. You know, <laughs> no, no, but it was let really that fun. go. Yeah, like go, go to Colombia. It's so fun, so cheap. I recommend it. Um, but yeah, no, I will still. I will go to Europe to honor y'all. But I will have a beautiful affair in Europe on a moped mm-hmm. under the Tuscan sun. Hasn't seen hell yeah. <laughs> I, like, I will. I need to watch that. Uh, well, famously, have your Diane Lane moment. Yeah, famously, I thought it was about Arizona. 
I thought it was under the tombstone. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm like, damn, all the guys in Arizona are fine. Fine. <laughs> Somebody has definitely branded their Tucson bachelorette party under the Tucson sun. Absolutely, that has happened. Search that hashtag. I guarantee you there are parts sure. of Arizona that are really trying to um to the Rebrand. emulate Tuscany in their uh in their architecture. Hmm. So maybe Sound under good. the Tucson sun is is worth it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's when I like that's when I fall in love with a guy who um, has a pickup truck and <laughs> has a dead fish in his Tinder profile. Listen, listen. <laughs> we all remember from Maricopa County, hearing yeah. endlessly about Maricopa County. Millie, you could one day have a vote in Maricopa County. <laughs> oh, my Is God. Is Tucson even in Maricopa County? Oh, oh gosh. Not. I don't know. We'll fact Somebody check. will tell us. Yes. Okay. So we're going to return to the United States for a moment. Damn. Yesterday in the uh. house, we're going to talk about guns a little bit. You guys talked a lot about guns earlier in the week. We're going to talk about guns a little bit more today because yesterday the House heard just fucking devastating testimony. I don't even have words to describe this testimony. Do you? I mean, there is not there is not a word that is strong enough to describe how sad and just devastating this testimony was from victims and family members. Specifically, a pediatrician spoke, and he had he really had a way with words and, and again, I'll say a devastating sense, and he described the state of the children's bodies after the shooter unloaded an AR-15 into them. And I won't repeat what he said, but I mean, it was just a really impactful way to connect what happened to these children to the specific availability of these types of weapons, which can definitely be addressed. A young survivor described the massacre and the mother of a slain child addressed parents directly, saying there's nothing right now keeping the same fate from meeting their children. And shortly after that, the House passed new measures being described as tough, including raising the minimum age for the purchase of most semi-automatic rifles to 21 and banning high-capacity ammunition magazines. I keep seeing this phrased as like the toughest gun bill yet, and it seems like seems real basic. Like tough? I hear tough, and I want like to be like Fauci knocking at your door taking your gun. Yeah. Um, so if you're 22, you can <laughs> right. still shoot up a... Yeah. Um, and high capacity, like, yeah, I think this is really basic. Like, nobody should have high capacity uh, ammunition. And and just thinking about all the people that say they need guns for hunting, like, if you're talking about, not to compare these children's bodies to animals, but, like, nobody wants their deer that they hang up in their house to have all these bullet holes and be completely like blown off. Mm -hmm. So it's like, there's no need for high capacity ammunition. And, and like me, I'm going to keep repeating this and you don't need to to protect yourself from the U S government. U S government do whatever they want. They'll kill you. They'll, (laughs) they'll wipe out your whole block without leaving their office. Truly. So yeah. With the drone strike. It says a lot about where the bar is that this is like widely being called the toughest gun bill. I really have a hard time in my mind, like figuring out, like, am I celebrating this? And am I like believing that this is going anywhere in the Senate? I know we're like, this isn't even that tough. And it's not even probably like right. Like I feel almost guilty to not have like that enthusiasm about it. But then again, I'm like, why am I going to pretend like I think this is good enough or I think this is effective if the, like, mm-hmm. I'm not going to pretend that the best that this is this is the best we could get, given other circumstances. Totally. Yeah, I was going to say, uh, do you think 
that this is going to pass in the Senate, Amanda? I mean, it's interesting because like, as Sammy was saying, we were even sort of like talking about this as we were like working on morning announcements yesterday. It's like as people who share the news, like we don't want to be too cynical and be like, this probably isn't fucking passing. But like, it really probably isn't fucking passing. I mean, they're saying we're in this. We have deja vu about them being like, maybe we're getting close. But usually that deja vu involves Joe Manchin. And this time it's like John Cornyn saying Hey, I think maybe the Republican senator, he's from Texas as well, saying like, maybe we can actually get something. Please stand by. But I don't know. And we say this every time, like, I guess it's still great to have these senators refuse to do something so basic and then be able to to blame them. But it's still just like it's a boring cycle. Yeah. And it just would really make a huge like we always talk about Democratic messaging. I mean, we definitely want to get caught trying and all this stuff. And it's good that. We can show the cycle, but if we don't actively talk about it and like explain to people why shit isn't passing, not that government doesn't work, but the people in it are fucked up or whatever. Like, how can you not be dis like, how is this not discouraging to people who send their children to schools and being like, I, why, why do I vote? Like my vote doesn't matter. There's a gun lobby and this and that when it's just honestly, like if three senators gave a shit, we could do something more. I don't know. I sort of feel the opposite. I don't feel like, why do I vote? I feel like, why are more people not more consistently engaged and watching their representatives in a way that like keeps the pressure on consistently? And I think that if there were a more engaged populace and like aware and Maybe there was something done about misinformation. Yeah. Um, <laughs> something, yeah. Something. You could ultimately get change, but I just, I think that like the culture around what, around the Americans' belief in government is like so off from, from a place where we can get things done. Yeah, I definitely agree. You know, everything, every time, like, France proposes anything, <laughs> there's, like, a huge fucking protest, and they light everything on fire. Um, and people are still here, like, arguing if slavery happened, or, like, if COVID is a thing, even though all their friends have died from COVID. A million people died from COVID in this country, and there's still people, like, think that, that it's a hoax. So it's, like, it's hard to get people consistently engaged because and even the way that the media covers it it's like there's one group that's consistently taking away rights and the other groups that's like we should include more people and then the media covers it like mm -hmm. both sides are so bad and then people are like well i can't focus on this gas is six dollars a gallon how am i gonna get to work that's making me come in office you know so i totally yeah. It's a lot of problems. I think I read this correctly about I think something involving like the January 6 hearings and outcomes like some lawmakers are even advocating like policies that like basically like demand that journalists cover things like not do the both sides thing. Like you have to cover things frankly and and how they and how they truly are. Hey, American Fever Dream listeners, I'm here to tell you that there is no reason to panic the next time you're searching for the perfect gift. Because now you can use Gift Mode on Etsy. Gift Mode on Etsy is here to take the stress out of gifting so you can find the perfect item for anyone for any occasion. And it's easy. You just tap or click 
gift mode in your Etsy app or Etsy.com and then answer a few questions about who you're shopping for and what they like. And gift mode instantly gives you a curated gift idea list based on hundreds of personas. Now it is simple to find gifts made by independent sellers for all the people in your life. So whether you need a Mother's Day gift for the quilter or a birthday present for the vintage hunter, there is something for everyone on Etsy. Some of my favorite things to do are go to Etsy gift mode and then search absurd things like what kind of gifts do you have with Walter Cronkite on them? What kind of gifts do you have for dachshund owners? There's jewelry, ceramic, toys, board games, all kinds of fun stuff. A gifting moment is always right around the corner, whether it's a birthday, an anniversary, a holiday, or even just a day to say thank you. Gift mode on Etsy has you covered. Need to find the perfect gift? Don't panic. Try gift mode on Etsy now. Some of the arguments that politicians have made against these restrictions on semi-automatic rifles, because like you said, Millie, it's like people say they want them to hunt food. Sure. But yeah, I mean, I don't it doesn't seem like there's much left for you to to, to eat after, you know, an AR-15 has had its way with a deer. But, you know, what do I know? But but yeah. senators have said people need them to shoot squirrels and to shoot prairie dogs just for fun. Why can't you use like a shot, a handgun? Because they're bad at shooting. Well, get better, bitch. I think also there's like this. <laughs> oh get God, better, exactly. bitch. It's just because yeah. they suck. They need these like crazy. It's like putting bumpers like when you're bowling. So put the fucking bumpers like, uh, you know, it's the same please. thing. Honestly, this reminds me of Sarah Palin, who one of her hobbies is aerial wolf hunting. It's a low flying plane or hella, <laughs> no. like low flying planes so that they can shoot a wolf from the plane. You know, it's like completely like it's like the opposite cheating. of skeet shooting. Um, I guess, but it's like, there's no way you're not going to shoot the wolf if you're flying on a low plane and like, they can't hide anywhere. It takes off like every, so it's just like, just what is this? And then a lot of people want to ban it because it's like, whatever, but. Anyway, I know that we probably do things that many in this country or the world would find questionable and be like, I can't imagine why anyone would want to do that. I can't imagine like the appeal of. Watching a living thing go from alive to dead and knowing that you were the cause of it. Like, especially when you paid for a helicopter to take you around to kill it. Alaska's a boring place to live, okay? You gotta make fun doing something. (laughs) Go throw axes at a target. I don't even care if that's what people want to do, but they do it safely. I don't either, but I'm talking about the, like, the psychological. Right. But I don't think that going after that part of it really like helps our. I think you're right. No, I totally think you're right. I'm just wondering psychologically. I agree. I think it's gnarly and and weird. And if I had it my way, like you wouldn't be able to have, you wouldn't be able to have any of this shit. And I, we talked about this before about like, is it really a matter of like the NRA? But like the NRA has been pretty fucked for a while. I mean, Wayne Lapierre uses most of the money on his suits. They launder everything. Like yeah, there's just no money. money. (laughs) Thank you, Letitia James. Bias towards how things already are when people actually get to vote on these things. And it just feels, it does feel bad to take things, to take things away. Whereas if you think in another country, if you were going to be like, you know what, we're going to start letting people have these weapons that have resulted in like hundreds of dead people in this country, in this country every year. And so as I've been thinking about it, it's like, like some, some of the things that these Republicans have been saying is that it's immoral to send 18 year olds to fight for their country without letting them defend themselves at home, which like, we all sort of like, fine, raise it to 21. (laughs) Yeah. Cut the poverty draft. I know you're saying it's so abysmal to take away rights yet. 
They're like ready to do it about abortion, gay marriage. Mm-hmm. Like they're ready to do that for reading fucking Catcher in the Rye. I don't, yeah. you know, I don't know. So what are they, what does that even, yeah. Well, you know, again, Republicans, their whole philosophy is I get to tell you what to do. You can't tell me what to do. And that's the official party platform. Well, then I have to imagine, is there a broad Republican campaign to lower the drinking age to 18? Because by this logic, like, do you think that they would? You can go fight, but not drink. No, because they don't make money from people drinking. Mm, They make money from war. Mm -hmm. They make money from people drinking, but not the same as, you know, Halliburton. Taxes on alcohol across the country are so crazy. And the whole alcohol industry is a racket. And then they pay the government, you know, they're lot they have a lobby. Hashtag buy faux pas. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's delicious. Take yourself out of the lobby. But I just think like the drinking thing I, I think is I think is interesting because if you were to ask a bunch of people who probably would like be gristle at like, oh, okay, I don't I don't know if I want to change things or change when people can buy this type of gun. But if you also ask them like, okay, should we change the drinking age? They'd probably say like, oh no. But these things like there's there's no reason that 18 year olds can handle the responsibility of drinking alcohol, but not to have a semi-automatic rifle. These are the same people that constantly like to fucking co-opt the the word grooming and all this shit and be like, oh, yeah, like bringing your kids in drag bars, whatever, and groomers. But then they're literally grooming violence, obviously, with like these predatory social media fucking companies that like cause (laughs) that literally cause like all these manifestos are on it. It's unregulated. There's a bunch of people like. Like there's a alarming thing. What is it? The 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 CIA was saying that like a lot of there's a deep part of the internet where people are celebrating the school shooter and shit like that, and it's just completely unregulated and groomed. And then if we go on the other side where like Instagram causes eating disorders, it's just like y'all are picking the wrong battles. Like we actually do have things that we need to worry about grooming and all this shit. It's not a trans person using a bathroom. It's social media with racial slurs and all this. But whatever. I feel like the word grooming needs to stop being used when it just means like you're sort of like culturally exposed to something because by that theory, you could be groomed to be Mm -hmm. anything. Like you could say that like any town that you grow up in is grooming you to be like a member of that community. Literally It has come to just mean like exposure to something they disagree with. The culture. Yeah. Right. Which when grooming is actually a thing. Yeah, exactly. But it's actually dangerous, right? Because they have now taken away the meaning for the fact that there are actual people who groom children that they're going to assault. So it's like now they have almost given anyone license to actually do that by totally just like like what happened to the word gaslight, but way, way, way worse. Yeah. Yeah, The right is always going to co-opt language, progressive language to use it and manipulate it into whatever they want to say. They say they hate council culture. They're literally banning books. They say gaslight, whatever. Right. Books I are counter culture. Yeah, b- books are ca- cancer culture. It's really crazy because I literally remember this viral video. Remember that viral video about rice? Like how this one guy was trying to explain how how much money billionaires have with oh, grains yeah. of rice yeah. and stuff. And then I saw it like 
months later when Fox News was trying to explain how voter fraud works, they use the same analogies. Like if you have 27,000 or something like that, oh. it's just like they are not original. They're going to co-opt every single thing, you know, but it's like it's up to the misinformation to not mm-hmm. uh, manipulate or like really know what the true meaning is. Today's episode of American Fever Dream is brought to you by Newly. Have you ever felt that fast fashion ick, but can't always afford the super high-end stuff? I have a solution for you. It's Newly. Newly has everything you need to bring your closet up to speed for the season without breaking the bank. Free your closet of impulse purchases and skip the buyer's remorse by renting instead. Newly is a subscription rental service, and for just $98 a month, you get your choice of any six styles. They also have inclusive sizing up to 5X, as well as petite and maternity. You get fast, free shipping and returns and professional cleaning and newly state-of-the-art laundering facility. No laundry for you to worry about. This is the best. You just put it back in your box, send it out, and before you know it, you've got your next one. And you always have the option to buy what you love for sometimes up to 75% off. I bought the Rachel Antonoff pasta puffer from them. I was obsessed with it, like everybody who tries it is, and it was completely sold out everywhere else. So I felt like I really, really had an in there. So thank you, Newly. Newly is an amazing value at $98 a month for any six styles. And right now you can get $20 off your first month of Newly when you sign up with the code FeverDream20. Just go to N-U-U-L-Y.com. That's Newly with two U's and enter the code FeverDream20 and sign up to get $20 off your first month. That's N-U-U-L-Y.com. Newly with two U's with code FeverDream20. Newly subscription clothing rental. Change your clothes. Well, speaking of misinformation, let's talk about the January 6th hearing. Coming to a TV screen near you, it's the insurrection like you've never seen it before. This is the insurrection director's cut. Expect her to feature never-before-seen footage of January 6th. I'm wondering if I can take this metaphor any further, but they're really hyping it up like it's like DVD extras, stuff you've never (laughs) seen before. It's like, I mean, Jamie Raskin said the hearings will, quote, blow the roof off the house, which is just like a tough choice of words for for an attack. I mean, for the, well, the intention of the attack. Exactly. It's all, they're like, you thought you were going to do it. Watch us do it. It's just, <laughs> yeah. Okay. The Snyder cut, if you're a nerd. No. <laughs> if you're a nerd and get that reference. Do you feel like there's anything that uh, could shock you? No, I mean, didn't we learn like last week that Trump was like, Pence should die? <laughs> like, I don't think so. <laughs> Also, it has taken so much time to set in. Each like thing has set in, so you are new. You adjust newly yeah, to how bad you thought it was. It's like if we had found these things out like a month later. Mm-hmm. Yeah, shocking! Blow the roof off the house. <sighs> I put up a poll on my Instagram stories, and less than fifty percent, forty-eight percent of people are interested in watching the hearings. Mm-hmm. Like that is yeah. so low for my like my particular audience totally it's but they want i mean i will watch them and hopefully i'll be like oh great now i want i mean the the committee is really saying there is stuff in here that we have been holding back but you're right it's like they've changed the overton window is like so messed up now that i'm not really sure i mean i think it's great for some people to get a reminder but they seem to think that this will be like their moment to get to people that they haven't before it's like people can just turn the tv off yes it's prime time but like you can't force people 
to sit there. It was a year and a half ago. It's hard to watch. Like, I think it's very important. And I, I'm, but they, I think they have like unreasonable expectations for like the media they're going to get around it and the impact that it's going to have. It's sort of just like a box to check to, because we needed to do it for democracy and we'll have these clips. Yeah. And I also think like, I mean, maybe like, I don't think maybe any leadership people will take it seriously or anything, but I would like to think that if I was a Trump supporter or thinking about doing some insurrection shit, right. you know, like, okay, maybe Trump's never going to go to jail. All those people, all these other people are fucking in jail. They're seeing consequences. Like, so if anything, like blowing that up and seeing that and getting attention on that could cause people to be like, oh shit, they're not going to let it go. This is actually really bad. Blah, blah, blah. Like, I'm not even going to touch that shit, you know, like. So maybe for the next interaction that might happen, you know, at least people might be more cautious. I think that's kind of the yeah. benefit. But yeah. Okay. But here's the thing. <clears throat> Fox News is not going to air this, they said, unless it's, quote, newsworthy, which I think we know what their definition of that will be. And that only will apply regarding the insurrection if the Democrats stay in power. Like. I think the only thing that is going to get blown up coverage is if there is literally a tape recording, access Hollywood status mm -hmm. of Trump being like, I'm going to kill Mike Pence yeah. <laughs> or like, or right. I want like to be, I want to be the, you know, it would have to be so rudimentarily down, like. I'm going to coup or like, right. I want to be a dictator. <laughs> like, I think something come out today where like, I guess he asked his secret service to go down did. there and maybe it's that. He probably did. Here's he the probably thing. Did say I that believe he idiot. did say it. Yes. But is there a recording of it? So that's mm. what would blow the roof off the house. Well, because that recording, once that's out, I mean, you can use that in every TV ad if he dares to run again. Although horrifyingly, I saw in like a popularity contest, Ron DeSantis is now more popular than him in a potential, a potential. Well, Ron DeSantis is younger and even more fascisty. Oh yeah, and smarter and more suave, and doesn't say dumb fucking shit like he's gonna buy Finland, <laughs> and like. That just makes right, you he seem like a joke. The chaos. He doesn't cause the chaos. I mean, that is ultimately like. Ultimately, why Trump Trump lost, and then he, I mean, Trump would have had a yeah. much better chance to maybe get elected again had he not done this insurrection stuff. Don't you feel? Absolutely, like? yes. I feel like Trump would still be president. Well, the insurrection thing, he would have gotten reelected, but if he gave half a fuck about COVID, he would be still be president. Yeah, I agree. I also think that if he had not insurrected, then he wouldn't be as dangerous as he is having insurrected. Yeah. Well, also he'd probably be on all the social platforms. Right. You know? So maybe yeah, he would still be have his Twitter, true. all that stuff. So I feel like this, you know, even though, even though he's not going to go to jail or on all this stuff, I do feel like it did have consequences for him professionally or whatever. And like, it just took him to a whole nother low. And I feel like, there's like articles about a lot of people washing their hands of him before, after, whatever. I kind of agree that um, that DeSantis, like just in the of late, just I would say in the past month or two, the scale, like the attitude scale almost has sort of tipped slightly towards him in terms of like he's a serious player. And people I do think are seeing Donald Trump as more of a joke, especially if he can't get back on Twitter, because if this thing doesn't, if uh, this transaction doesn't go through, which it doesn't seem like it 
might, it seems like it might not. Elon? Yeah, yeah. no, yeah. he's not going to do it. Yeah, so... He's a scammer. Yeah, yeah pretty much. Um, yeah. So I think that Trump now sort of like, it's sort of edging to DeSantis a little bit, and that could become more dangerous depending on how things like play I mean, out, Trump actually. kind of it like is, is serves a perfect purpose for a lot of those like Republicans right now because he's not actually in power, but he can cast mm-hmm. a sheen on them without mm-hmm. them actually risking him, you know, toppling the government they're trying to serve. Mm-hmm. Well, also, too, I will say, like, just to keep in perspective, DeSantis is popular with like he's winning the popular vote of Republicans again, proportionally to the amount of people in this country. That's not a lot of people like it's like the crazy crazies of the right, you know, fuck with DeSantis because DeSantis is doing shit Mm -hmm. like don't say gay laws and anti CRT laws and all that bullshit. But um, proportionally, it's not like a huge impact. But yeah, like but if people, you know aren't excited by the left or by the center left, like the Democrats, like there is a possibility, obviously. So pass student loan debt. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Seriously. Cancel student loan debt. Please Biden. We need it. He'll do it just in time. Don't you yeah. want to get reelected? Yeah. No. Well, somebody said, interesting. I saw on Twitter. It was like, I actually think Biden's doing a good job. He just had like, really bad time like the the inflation was going to happen no matter what he had no control over covid the gas prices he has no control like he's yeah. trying his best Have so you that's guys interesting seen that viral youtube video of like a kid that's like at some like fair parade and like every time he gets up he gets whacked in the face again it's the funniest thing ever no I'll but that sounds you. like biden it's pretty much what's happening with biden when it comes to the plant-based eating debate there's more to consider than just healthy or unhealthy Of course, we want to eat things that make us feel good and generate energy to keep us going, but there's also a major environmental component that drives a lot of people to a plant-focused diet. But you don't have to give up some of your faves entirely. Impossible Foods makes meat from plants. They're solving the meat problem with more meat. By creating delicious meat from plants that's better for you and the planet, Impossible lets you enjoy some of your favorite meaty products with a plant-based twist. Ground beef, homestyle meatballs, sausage patties, all made from plants. And that's just a few of their delicious and versatile options. No more tension between craving meat but not wanting to eat so much of it or sacrificing your carnivorous faves for your health. Indulge in nutrient-packed, plant-based goodness and feel good doing it. Check out impossiblefoods.com to see how you can help solve the meat problem with more meat. That's I-M-P-O-S-S-I-B-L-E-F-O-O-D-S.com. In the market for investment-worthy bags, watches, and fine jewelry, Rebag is the answer. Rebag is a luxury resale platform where each piece is carefully inspected by experts to ensure quality and authenticity. Use Rebag to buy and sell finds from the world's top brands, including Louis Vuitton, Chanel, and Cartier. Head to Rebag.com to get 5% off your first purchase with code REBAGNEW. Shop today at Rebag.com. That's R-E-B-A-G.com. And use promo code REBAGNEW for 5% off your first purchase. But now we return to our weekly game, Supporter Suppress. Bridget Swartz, our, our trusty content assistant on SUP, has joined us. How how you doing, Bridget? I'm good. How are you guys? <laughs> good. I had Bridget this week. We're working on um, prepping our When Row Falls content. <laughs> so oh, yesterday Jesus. I had Bridget just collect a lot of YouTube clips about the moments and throughout history that, that brought us to this moment of row toppling. The most depressing series of youtube clips i have ever 
You know, well, I will say there's like a, a technique in parenting where it's like when <laughs> if a child is about to experience something traumatic, you should like prep them. Like you should, yeah. you should, you should you're talk welcome. to them. Like you're probably gonna feel like, how do you think you're gonna feel when this happens? Like, wow. and what are you gonna do when you feel this way? So I feel like you kind of did that. You know? Yeah, we're fucking, we're ready. We're ready. Yeah. <laughs> Definitely prepped. Definitely prepped. All right. Should we get into support or suppress? This is our weekly game where we're just going to go through some topics that we have shoved into this framework that we just want to talk about, but more generally discuss if we support or suppress the general concept at hand. Take it away, Bridget. Okay. Um, so the first one is um, Biden was on Jimmy Kimmel last night and Jimmy Kimmel basically asked him if he could issue an executive order to do something about gun control. Can't you issue an executive order? Trump passed those out like Halloween candy. Yes, sir. It, well, it, I isn't that something that could happen? Well, I, I, I have issued executive orders within the power of the presidency to be able to deal with these, everything having to do with guns, gun ownership, whether or not you have to have a waiting, all, all the things that are within my power. But what I don't want to do, and I'm not being facetious, I don't want to emulate Trump's abuse of the Constitution and constitutional authority. And... And so, and I mean that sincerely, because I often get asked, look, the Republicans don't play it square. Why do you play it square? Yeah. Well, well, guess what? If we do the same thing they do, our democracy will literally be in jeopardy. Well, I mean, yeah. It's not a joke. And I, I understand that argument, but also it's like you're playing Monopoly with somebody who, you know, won't pass go and won't follow any of the rules. And how do you ever make any progress if they're not following the rules. Well, you got to send them to jail, uh, you know. <laughs> there's that little box in there. Directly to jail. So support or suppress? Mm. Support conceptually, but I think he's like skirting the real issue of what the Democrats are not doing. Like, sure, this is about executive orders, but like, I think the Democrats, and not just him, could be doing a more forceful, tactful job that has nothing to do with being a fascist, but generally support. Yeah, I would say suppress because gun control is very popular. It's like the if he was doing something, executive orders that were unpopular with the popular vote, like gun control always pulls really strong, 60, 70 percent. I feel like. You know, but that's what Biden does. Biden believes in government and stuff, and he's just going to go with the traditional thing. But Republicans aren't paying square. And if 80, 70, 70 or 60 percent of people want gun control, then do the popular thing, man. Fuck the Republicans. Trump was using his exec order to ban people from Libya and Iran. Like that was extremely Gross. unpopular. Yeah. So I don't think he's abusing it. And I don't think our democracy is thing if you're doing what most people say they want. But so that's why I say supplant. Or <laughs> I think, yeah, I'm like between you guys. I think it's important. The, the point you made about it being popular, I think is important because I just looked and Obama did the executive order on DACA after he was already reelected. But I don't really think he was punished for that. Like most no. we, the polling shows that most people think dreamers should people that have have no memory of living in another place should be forced to return there. So I think that like, I definitely feel like get caught trying on something super popular. I don't think that like, 
I, I don't know. I think that when 2024 comes around, I don't really think that the strongest Republican message is going to be like, he did an executive order to like ban these weapons. Maybe we won't miss them by then. Okay, I don't you know. changed Do my mind. Now. Fine. I think he's overstating. I think like, he's making a bit of a yeah. false equivalency here. Yeah. 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 That's that's what I was trying to say. But yeah. I, yeah, no, I, I, I get what you you're saying. Me. And I think conceptually, but it's like, you know, and he's so hardline pro government, pro the way things are. And it's just like not really acknowledging the nuance of like, this is something extremely popular. And anybody who's against gun control is never going to vote for you anyway. They, they say, let's go Brandon and Sleepy Joe. So whatever, <laughs> right. let's get the 60, 70 percent of people who are tired of getting shot Beast. up in grocery stores and get them excited to vote for you. Amen. I like perfect. That. And I did read that like he's looking into executive orders for Roe when Roe's overturned. So like, right. which is also very popular. Yeah. 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 Doug, do it. Let's get, yeah. let's, let's get, get, the get, I will send you a pen. Yes. <laughs> oh. <laughs> do we have batches up pens? We should make like executive order pens. Dump some. Oh yeah. I think we should just fucking dump some at his doorstep. <laughs> um, okay. The next one. Oh gosh, um, this one. Okay. So, uh, writer Hannah Rosen apologized for a tweet uh, where she gave a very hot take on <laughs> the movie Fire Island. Um, she gave it an F minus on the Bechdel test. Um, the movie is a gay rom-com that is a modern take on Pride and Prejudice. And after the tweet went viral, mostly because so many people were criticizing um, her opinion. Uh, who well, what is the Bechdel movie. test, Bridget? Isn't it where two... I think it's two characters in a movie in a scene. Like Talk about something other than men, right? Or dating. Yeah, yeah so two women. Oh, it's specifically women. it was women. created... Yeah, it was created because a lot of movies, like, don't have women in it. And if they do, they're always talking about men. So... Yeah, served a purpose. Yeah. yeah. Maybe not. And then she said that this movie, like, played into lesbian stereotypes and therefore, like, failed the Bechdel test. And so then... The inventor of the Bechdel test uh, <laughs> tweeted that she had added a corollary to it um, that was, if two men are talking to each other about the female protagonist of an Alice Monroe story in a screenplay structured on a Jane Austen novel, pass. Yeah, <laughs> which is exactly what Fire Island is. Does anyone yeah. support Hannah Rosen's tweet? <laughs> No, and I think, like, honestly, it's really sad because I think the reason why this went viral is because I think Joe Kim Booster, the writer of this 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 movie, did something really interesting and intelligent with instead of Pride and Prejudice being about, like, money and class thing, he did it with still money, but also, like... <clears throat> how gay men treat non-white gay men and like the racism and all of that in the gay community and like the ranking and status of that and like all that stuff. So I think he did a really interesting take of Pride and Prejudice by, uh, you know, doing that. And it, it's just really sad that, you know, somebody can see this like, oh, well, there's no women. And it's just like, it's not your story. And like, how many gay Asian movies do we have? Also, if you watch it, it's really, really sweet movie. I really liked it a lot. I have not watched it and I didn't realize that it was based on Pride and Prejudice, but what you just explained sounds so interesting that I'm like, yeah, you're going to watch no, it. Yeah. Yeah. Honestly, I don't feel like the Bechdel test was invented for this type of movie. It was invented no. before movies like this were even getting made. <clears throat> like it was, the, I just feel yes. like, why would you, 
I feel like it's just that a weird state of mind. It's not her saying that it failed. It was just like, why are you even p- applying this? Like, like gatekeeping the, the like gatekeeping using second wave feminism to like gatekeep what is what is progressive entertainment. Right, right. It's like this. This isn't the movie that you're trying to make the test for. Like the, yeah. the move, the test is for Top Gun. And sometimes you can explore issues that seem more, I don't, I guess, less superficial or less indulgent than romance. Like, like Millie said, like they're really exploring that to explore race and yeah. racism and discrimination. And Hannah Rosen sounds really oh, interesting. I like love. I, I, I still do love her. She like hosts a lot of podcasts that I love, but she also like wrote The End of Men, which is sort of take. It took a stance, which is kind of like fallen out of favor about how like actually women can just we can do everything. But then the sort of reaction has been like, well, how come men don't do shit? <laughs> you yeah. know, so this is like this is not actually the first time her sort of she's had kind of like a a take like this, but I was surprised to see like the discourse pop off like this. And I mean, my favorite podcast other than ours is Las Culturistas. So I'm just like thrilled for them that they're, that they're getting this like incredible PR moment. Well, yeah. And I also will say like to, to address the tweet from Alison Bechtel in the movie. Um, yeah, so not sure. only is it like celebrating the art, the work of art of Jane Austen and giving this new exciting twist, but in the movie, they talk about like, you know, cause it's like one guy, you know, one guy, the Mr. Darcy of the world is like, all these gays are so shallow and dumb. I read books and in Joel's and Joel's um, character also reads books too. So they were talking about this author and like, Oh, like analyzing her work and stuff. So it's not, so it's also like, it, yeah, that's what Allison was saying. It was like, it's not just about whatever gays like they are also talking about how great female authors are in this. So, of course, this exactly. passes. Yeah. And it's right. also not doesn't even have to be about that. It's an exploration about something else. My favorite this was test is a cabus replying, um, please Beck delete this tweet. <laughs> <That's> <laughs> really funny. Because like the original tweet got like 3000 likes and then that one got like. Got like 8,000. That's hilarious. 8, but this was a weird, this was a very weird situation where I feel like the dunking on the tweet, like people learned something and it was actually a kind of productive discourse to explain why, you know, there is a type of radical, uh, a little bit outdated feminism that like, it isn't necessarily like dangerous, but needs to be, needs to be challenged. It's, it's bordering on turf stuff. Trans- exclusionary it's in the radical same, feminist. Like, it's, yeah. It's in the same kind of like genre. It's, it's the same kind of like energy. It's coming from the same place. I wonder if instead of getting influencers, they paid Hannah, Olu paid Hannah Rosen to write a shitty tweet. Cause I feel oh, like no. more people found out about <laughs> fire Island from it and like are Don't actually say hearing that it. out loud. Somebody's going <laughs> to wait. That is the digital agency we can create. Yes. How much do you have to pay to like say something that like people are going to remember you as like kind of, being like white feminist. Well, like about I said, it, it was like, our, she was kind of already she was she was kind <laughs> of already in that. I mean, she like has a great gig. She like runs podcasts at like uh, look. Everyone's entitled to a shitty fine. take. You know exactly. what? Like I. That's kind of. I think we have to like have that's a little generous. bit more like mercy mm-hmm. for shitty takes 
changing right. opinions. Like, not that people shouldn't be held accountable. That's not what I'm saying. I'm just saying, like, yeah. you know, you're saying you like, like her a- podcast, and she's really been like someone who you like. So it's like, okay, she has shitty take, and like, right? Because she, she's just like a different, you know, generation. Right. She probably has said problematic, more problematic things that I that I'm not aware of. But it was just one of those things where it's like, oh, honey, and not like, fuck you, right. bitch. Right. Well, right. Also, it wasn't all like, honey. I think Ray Sani put it well, where it's like. You know, you can you're entitled to not like a movie, but I think when people take problem with it, which is what a lot of people do in so in the social media age right now, is just like, I don't like this movie, which means it's not feminist or it's not like trying to make your dislike for a movie universal. Um is not is, everything think, is for you. Moralistic, yeah. but also I really did like the movie. It's very, very sweet. So that's great. Watch it. Does it, it sort of sounds like, uh, like the energy of, um, what's the book smart a little bit? Yeah, I would say honestly, a little sweeter. Really? <laughs> it's very what sweet. About Bar- it's is it like Barb and Star? Yes. It's movie. got that kind of like vacation. I mean, there's not, I watched that movie on the plane coming back. It doesn't have like a weird villain, like yeah, okay. a, a conspiracy under it. But, um, we started this show with Europe and Bridget, you're gonna, you're gonna end us, bring us to Europe to end. Okay. Yeah, I'm, I'm excited to hear what you guys think about this one. So the EU agreed that all Millie phones, specifically. Tablets, <laughs> all phones, tablets, and cameras need to have the same charging port by 2024, meaning iPhones sold in Europe need to change their lightning cable to USB-C connectors. Um, the European Convention said it would make life easier for consumers and save them money. In my opinion, the bad news is that it means that people <laughs> will say the word dongle a lot less often. That is a tragedy. <laughs> Which just brings me joy. Um, no yeah. ever, nobody ever actually says it. They're just like, do you have um that thing? thing? <laughs> I say doggle. I do say doggle. I say it too. Avi and I talk about them all the time because they're like, it's funny, you know, or it's immature, <laughs> you know? Yeah. Do you have a doggle? I could never. I'm shamed, too ashamed. So does this mean <sighs> that, that basically iPhone users and Android users will be able to use the same charger in Europe? Yeah, because guess what? I've, Androids have USB-C right now. Mm-hmm. So we are in the future. So we have to buy new shit. <laughs> yeah. Well, Apple I don't has know. to buy new shit. Uh, but, uh, but if they're changing it in Europe, do you think that they're going to change it in America too? I yeah. imagine they will because why would you not? Like people yeah. travel and also like, yeah, I think they will definitely change it because it would just make it worse for their own users to well, not. But like, they don't Apple care about that. Change. The thing, like, Apple has to, like, change their phones. Yeah, exactly. That's awesome. I love that. I am so supportive of Apple finally having to adjust themselves rather than us having to constantly adjust ourselves to Apple. Although I guess this means there's going to be a lot of people throwing away. This seems like it's going to create a lot of waste. But yes. that's what, that's like an app. That's how the Apple, that's how Apple will spin it. <laughs> I'm just, like, I super support this because, like, capitalism is too it goes too fucking far it's like so many like creating problems that already have a solve like the headphone jack shit and like okay we're not gonna have headphones anymore oh you gotta buy this oh you have your computer has a different charger and it's just like it's really cool to see the eu being like enough of this we're not gonna consumer rights like issue exactly and it's just like making money for the sake like just some things it's like keep it simple like everyone's already buying your twelve hundred dollar thirteen hundred dollar phone why do we have to buy all new charges and all new shit for it um and also it doesn't make sense that like my my macbook can charge my android but 
an app, right. an iPhone can't use that. Like, it doesn't make sense. They just want to make more money with the fucking chargers. Yeah. I mean, I think these are the types of things that like where capitalism is just like, let's just squeeze another billion totally. out of there. So exactly. The fucking charger ports. Well, Millie and I were talking about Millie. We need to do a series about just like shit that Europe does. Maybe not even Europe, like Japan and like other countries that you've been to just like do. Just do better. And how America's a scam. We'll be pointing all of those out for sure. I think one of the most interesting things to explore in that is like the ingredients in like food and what they allow into their food. Because I, I don't think this is an accident that every time I come back from Europe, I'm like significant. Like my body is less like bloated, bloated. I, felt I know that that way that's too. like a really weird that's like that seems so bread. stupid. It's I like ate I'm so much tons less, of calories for a week, but I, I ate everything back. I wanted. Yeah. But you like, there's something I think in the food. The there wine is. does not give you a hangover. Why is that? I don't know. So my friend lived lived in London, and she says that like all the chemicals like They're illegal that make food taste good <laughs> like are banned and illegal in Europe. So my friend's like. You know, th there's all these great benefits in the UK and in London, but the food is not as good as no, <laughs> like a regular Chinese food place or a McDonald's here tastes better because of all the disgusting chemicals that we they allow in our food because they well, want to make money. We've also just but like they've like hijacked our taste buds. So now we need everything to taste like a hot Cheeto. No, no, no. Yeah. Food in the UK is like notoriously bad. Anywhere else in Europe, the food is superior to America without the chemicals. Sure, sure, so sure. So it's like... I no, there's bullshit. Their fre their ingredients are fresh. Their stuff is more local. It is their their chemicals are so many of the chemicals that we consume are banned. And I just don't think it's an accident that like well, I think we're gonna have to do an, a, a a team wide investigation for yes. at least several weeks. Yes, to, oh, to ensure you yes. want me to go. <laughs> yeah, let's we do should it. all let's go. Let's do it. Let's do it. <laughs> let's just both go okay, together. Let's go to, to Tucson yeah. and then Tuscany. <laughs> Compare the difference in the ingredients. Compare the difference. <laughs> Beautiful. That is the Betches project everybody has been waiting for. That is the yeah. end of our show. Enjoy the hearings tonight. Pop, pop a bottle. Get some popcorn until the pop end. Pop a faux pas. <laughs> exactly. Pop until the. Ooh, I'm going to go get one from the office right now, actually. Yeah. Until the end of democracy, I'm Amanda Tuberman. I'm Sammy Sage. I'm Millie Tamaris. And this is the Betches Up Podcast. Bye. The Betches Sub Podcast is produced by Amanda Duberman, Jorge Morales Pico, and Sean Kilby. Editing by Jorge Morales Pico. Social media by Amanda Duberman. Be sure to follow at Betches underscore sup on Instagram, Twitter, and TikTok. And send us your emails to suppod at betches.com. Betches.